just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the picture jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom of Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something is it anything Often featuring Lady Corbin. Oh my god, I don't know what's going on with my hair. I I <laughs> slept in a way that I'd never have slept before. I like swaddled myself like a baby. It was Ooh. very bizarre. My my hair is wild. I thought you said you swallowed yourself for a moment there, and I was like, all right, hey. we're getting weird stuff in minute one of this thing. <laughs> you know, when you when you get home from the hospital as a baby and and people swallow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna have to accept that this hair is. <laughs> I look like a, uh, I was cast as a painter in a, a 90s movie. Ooh, I like that. I was going to say, you look like you um, just were making out and you are trying to hide it because you are you just walked into a business meeting. You know? oh. uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Kellogg, uh, sorry. I, uh... Wait, that was Mrs. Kellogg? Oh, <laughs> no. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day, lady. It's all for me. I didn't in, know that. Thank in you. Honor of- Edie, let me explain to you what. Ten <laughs> minutes. Inter means most multiple nationals, so mm-hmm. it's not just the U.S. Oh. It's all the countries. In honor of International Women's Day, Leedy is going to be doing all the jokes today. Oh God. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Women are so, equal, Leedy. You should be able to joke just as well as the men do. So take I don't it know what away. You're so absurd about. Absurd Our about. order today is Leedy, 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 Leedy. <laughs> yeah, Leedy. <laughs> Well, please uh, welcome our guest today, Mr. Jay Black, hilarious comic, Twitter powerhouse, Woo-hoo. and writer of Lifetime movies. Ooh, um, get out. Oh, is that a secret? Okay, sorry. <laughs> is that a real secret? Should we stop talking about this right now? Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, it's, it's in his uh, bio. No <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a joke that I make because like, when I switch it, uh, it, during my show to talking about the Lifetime stuff, there's a moment where the audience is like, is this a bit or is it, <laughs> is it real? Because it feels like it'd be a bit that someone would do. And right. then about five minutes in, they realize it's real. So it, it just, it feels like a weird dichotomy, but in a lot of ways, writing comedy and writing lifetime movies, almost the same thing. It's hmm. just one little tweak. And that's uh, so crazy. I want to see your one of your lifetime movies. What, what, what's one of the ones that you wrote? Well, I mean, uh, Psycho Storm Chaser. Psycho, psycho uh, <laughs> yoga instructor. Oh, right. The, the, the Psycho series. So American Psycho? American Psycho, no. If I'd written that, I would not be wasting time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can check them out. And what I always tell, tell people is I don't make any extra money if you illegally uh, stream it on YouTube or whatever. So I'm not telling you to do that. But That's if funny. you do, I, I won't necessarily be heartbroken. Dude, that is awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 fun. We have another one that's going to go in April, and uh, I got a couple more coming out this year. So wow, mm-hmm. I was just very curious about the the writing of these movies. I was wondering how you started, how you got hooked up with writing Lifetime movies. If there's so a- you know, it's this interesting thing where my my writing partner and I, Brian Herslinger, is my writing partner. He did a movie called uh, My Date with Drew that like just went nuts in like 2005, like you know, uh, Aspen comedy festival and all this. And uh, he got, they kept saying, what do you want to do for a follow-up? And he reached out to me and said, we should, we should work together. So we wrote this script called three for the road that I didn't take seriously. I was just like, uh, Hey, you know, nothing will happen with this. So I'm just going to write what I think is funny. Yeah. And let me put it this way. No one should make this movie because if they do, I will be immediately canceled. (laughs) It was 17 years ago. And in my brain, I was just like, Oh, I'll just write, you know, I was a young guy. Let me just write all the goofy, gross stuff I thought of. So we sent it out everywhere and uh, you know, through, through our agent, and we kept getting calls back from the junior people at each company going, this is the funniest script I ever read. Mm. And I was like, oh, great. Are you going to make it? And they would go, no, never knew. <laughs> really I showed up to my boss. They actively hate you as a human. For <laughs> so, uh, What happened was as those people like that, nothing happened with that, but it sort of opened the door to getting us like paid assignments and everything else. And sense. all those junior executives that moved on, they moved on to higher places and started calling us for other gigs. And we got a call from this uh, small company called Mar- Marviston and said, do you have any romances? 
And I said, no. And my writing partner said, actually, we do. And we wrote one real quick. And we sent it in. <laughs> and uh, they made it. And once they made that and that got on TV, we started getting more calls to do the TV romance kind of stuff. And we just sort of fell into it. You know, it's it kind of interesting. Wow. I love that. That's a, that's an excellent story. I, I you know I'll attend little events or meetings or Zoom things or classes and stuff where people will come on as guest speakers and kind of share their little like writing adventures and how they you know grinded or backdoored themselves or failed up towards something. And uh, this is great. I think this is an excellent story. I love that. Well, the, the one thing I would say to anybody listening, and this is like what I tell everybody is. The, the one thing that my writing partner and I had that I think kind of separated us was that we finished. And a lot of people, like a C minus that's done is worth a lot better right. than a B plus that's never been written. Mm -hmm. So like creative executives get a lot of crap for being like, you know, well, would a Martian really say that? Um, you know, because it sounds stupid. But they're actually pretty good once they have something to work with. Sure. So if you can give them something and they can go, all right, well, I don't like 90% of this but there's the bones of something here. Just right. get it done. If you get it done and set it out and they don't get precious about it. We wrote like 30 scripts over the course of you know six years. And I, I would say 28 of them are sitting in a hard drive somewhere you know, right. rightfully collecting dust. But mm -hmm. just get it done. That's what I say. Internet dust. That's Internet excellent. dust, <laughs> which is what I used to buy from the Silk Road. <laughs> just get it done. Thanks, Whatever scripts that you have, yeah. have them finished, and that's it. And then get her know. done, as I used get to say. Uh, right. Because it's yeah. International Women's Day. So get <laughs> uh, Jay, no, I had a question because you said about five minutes in, people normally will realize you're, in your act that you're, you're, you're serious about writing Lifetime movies. Do you ever get somebody who will come up to you and be like, so that was all a, a joke though, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, we've as comics, we've all dealt with that where they come up and they, they would come up and ask me stuff. I, I mean, again, I used to be a teacher. So I would talk about being a teacher on stage and then you would get the people coming up going, was that true? Was that, yeah. you were a really teacher? And you always go like, well, yeah, but why would I make it up? Like, why would I create an entire weird persona for myself yes. where I taught for six years? You know, it's not like I was like, hey, I used to be a rocket car driver. You know, like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, a, like a mundane job that I did. <laughs> but yeah, people still come up right all the time and, and they'll, the dumbest questions. You know, right. I, I have this chunk where I, I talk about how I have an extremely rare neurological condition called cluster headaches, which is one of the worst pains known to medical science. And I go on about how painful it is and how it used to be called suicide headaches, I'd like all this stuff about what I have to do in order to treat it. And then people are like, so you made that. That's that's not true, though. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I said, like four times every minute. This is actually true. Right. Yeah. But that's what you'd say if you were lying too. That's true. Yeah, yeah I probably am saying it too much. No. Well, I th yeah, I think Car I think comics screwed it. Like 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 Carlos Mencia or or maybe Larry the Cable Guy. I think people just messed it up for us by having mm, right. like people personas that are not them. I actually well, saw Carlos Mencia do Brett's cluster head. What was right and what was wrong. Was but everybody people, believed it when he did it. They were like, "Wow, that's yeah, not like, so bad." For him, no, people really would uh, yeah. people would go up to Cosby after shows and be like, "Are you really a good person?" He's like, "Nah, yeah. I'm a rapist." <laughs> yeah, I put something in your drink as you were talking to me. <laughs> no, he did the same thing Jay did. He would he would be like, "Why would I make that up?" <laughs> Here, take these. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Whenever I do jokes about doing a bunch of weed, no one comes up to me afterwards and asks if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as I explained, we normally do a little catch up. Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to share with us today, Jay? Mm -hmm. I actually have to take care of my children today, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother-in-law, who usually takes care of my kids, is sick. And I, I didn't, I didn't, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, bad for her, but worse for me. Uh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> that might always for you. Yeah. My, uh, my daughter Happy International be, Women's uh, Day. Yeah. Let's focus on the man's uh, grievances on this very special yeah. International <laughs> Women's Day. You know, I was just, just reminded that there was an old Saturday Night Live with Bill Murray and I think it was Gilda Radner. It was, they were, and again, this on International Women's Day, I think it's important to bring this up. Uh, she was getting a mastectomy and the entire thrust of the movie was about his issue with this. And it was like, what about the man's problem with his wife losing her breast? And it was the most horrible thing. But it was, it's funny that 40 years later, 
uh, we still see everything through the lens of how it affects the white male. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's speaking of which, f- uh, four of us on the show, real good diversity guys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so it's, I, I, I'm reminded of uh, when I think about my mother-in-law being sick and how it affects me. I misheard you. I thought you said vasectomy. And I was like, oh God, Jay Black does not know what a vasectomy is. <laughs> I don't know what vaginas or penises are for. <laughs> I just thought they were decorative. Rob, I heard the whole thing. And I I was like, oh, I get the bit is that women don't get vasectomies. So, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was you, like, you gotta go mm-hmm. seek it out. It was Bill Murray playing the worst, most toxic human going, what? She's losing her breasts? What about me? <laughs> it, it, it's oh wonderfully God. done. And it, it is, you know, sad 40 years later that that still <laughs> What am I gonna put in my mouth when I'm crying? <laughs> <laughs> they were hip enough 40 years ago to get that this is how men saw the world sure. enough to make a joke about it. And it's weird because you think about like the idea of being woke is only in the last like five or six years. It's just, we we just had a different name for it 40 mm. years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny about how stupid people were. Now there's a, a pejorative for it, which, which is funny to me. So you got the kids today. I do. <laughs> my daughter should be showing up shortly. Oh, um, great. Right. Did she, she bring a bit? Uh, yeah, she, has, she has a very strong bit that she's doing. It's, uh, it's a knock-knock joke that she's been working on. Oh, uh, nice. My 11-year-old is actually probably the funniest human being I know. The other day, you guys know the comedian Chip Chantry? He, he and I were doing a gig together, and uh, my daughter called, and we were on speakerphone. I was like, honey, I'm in the car with Chip Chantry. Without missing a beat, she goes, oh, that guy? Oh, you're right. I remember you talking about him all the time. That, I'm surprised you're in the same car with him. Don't you think he's an asshole? That's <laughs> <laughs> no. bad. He's so funny and so well done. Chip is not going to believe that she's actually making it up. So the 11-year-old, <laughs> six-year-old, maybe not. Uh, what about what about you, Joe? You got anything going on today? Always, man, always. I, I, I wrote a street joke. And Whoa. I was like, I just kind of popped into my brain the other day. And I was like, should I present this like as my joke? And I was like, nah, that's too dumb. But it actually kind of fits for International Women's Day. So I can tell you guys right oh. now if you want. All right. I'd love to hear it. All right. Here we go. So there's a there's a pirate. and It's his first day of being a pirate. And he gets on the pirate ship. And this other pirate who's like, all right, it's your first day. I, I'm going to introduce you to all of the other pirates here. So you know what's what. You can call me Slippery Willie. Uh, you can call me that on account of how many times I have escaped the hangman's noose. Over here, we got Peg Leg Pete. They call him that on account of he's only got one leg, and the other one, where there was a leg, there now is only a peg. And this last fellow over here, we call him Drybeard. And the new pirate goes, why, why do you call him Drybeard? And Drybeard's wife goes, yeah, why do they call you Drybeard? <laughs> hey, that's, that's wonderful. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, tell the like streets. This. Get it out there. Yeah, start. <laughs> tell the streets. <laughs> Get it circulated. This, uh, this pirate ship that is so progressive, it allows wives on it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Well, they haven't left yet. All the wives oh, are, like, hanging out. Okay. She's out to say goodbye to the pirates. Exactly. <laughs> Do good pirating. I know a lot of pirate history, and yeah, every but right before they would go, all the women would come and they would say hi, they meet each other like a potluck, you know. <laughs> it's like the beginning of the love boat where they're all waving off the side of the ship. A hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Jared, I got a question about. So you said it just popped into your head. Just popped what into was, my head. What was the kernel like? What was the what was the, was it dry beard? Was that the first thing that you thought of, or are you thinking of like I gotta write a pirate joke that has to do with nicknames? Like, what, do, do you, you know, it's funny that? because I wrote it in the shower, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking it up and then doing the reverse osmosis on it. Because oh, I remember what it was. So in the middle of the winter, I started getting these really like dry skin under my beard. Yeah, and so I was sure. trying to figure out a way to solve it. And so I was using this like on Kirsten. (laughs) (laughs) No, that didn't work. (laughs) I have this like I have this like um like face soap that's like really good for your face. And I was like, maybe if I just use a little bit more, and I just like put it in here. And then I was like, well, I hope it doesn't give me like a foofy dry beard. And then I was like, dry beard pirate name. Ooh, okay. And then the Perfect. idea just kind of like spun out from there. That's excellent. I love it. It gave me total street joke vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, here's, here's a question for you, philosophically speaking. All right. Yeah. If someone else told that joke, 
like do you consider that a street joke like you would put that out there for other people to tell as a street joke I mean, or do you view it like a bit that's yours that's a really I, good I, question. Not that uh-huh. take it. I just don't know like how you view that I think that if you if it's not a joke that you can do as part of your stand-up act then it automatically becomes public domain I think you know that's I, that's a question if, for the community you know what if I was headlining Wednesday at Uncle Vinny's comedy club and I were to do that joke <laughs> Would that you'd be cool with that or tell me tell me how you guys feel about this because I am actually curious. I saw when I was very young, I saw a comic do a stand-up set at like this festival in this like mountain resort. And it was, you know, family-friendly stuff. But I remember this guy being like in the middle of this set, basically saying, Everybody, when they leave a comedy show, they always go home and they say, Oh my god, I saw this comedian who was so funny, but they can't remember any of the jokes. So I'm gonna tell you guys a joke that you can remember. And then he told the street joke. Yeah. And at, at the time, I was like, oh, that's funny. And, you know, I remembered it. But now as a professional comedian, I'm like, what a fucking hack thing to do to, like, right. tell a street joke when you're doing your right. routine. But so I'm curious, like, because that to me feels like the price of telling a street joke is that all the other comedians are like, are you fucking kidding me? You know? <laughs> and so if, Brett, you were, for your headlining gig, decided to do Drybeard as a bit, like you could, but every comedian would look down on you. And that's my theory. I want to know what you guys think about that. I think there's always a way to incorporate. I think it's the, the joke is there and mm-hmm. there you'd, you'd have to find your own approach to incorporate a street joke or in a format that wouldn't feel like a street joke. But ultimately, I believe that there's always a way to incorporate it into your act. You just have mm-hmm. to be creative about it. To, to that end, I think about, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy and Raw doing the Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor story. You know, yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. Tell uh, Bill to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. If Eddie Murphy had said, uh, "Let me do some impressions for you guys," what if Bill mm-hmm, Cosby? Mm-hmm. You'd God, oh, Jesus Christ! You know, like when mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. when an impressionist says, "I had a weird dream the other night. I fell asleep with the TV on, and I thought I was Homer Simpson." And he started, you know, that's hack, and you want to kill yourself. But uh, <laughs> that story is not hack even a little bit even though it incorporates impressions because the impressions are sort of organic to the telling of that particular story. Right. So I think Brett to that end, like if there's a way to bring in a street joke, like in a way that feels organic to the rest of what you do, either your persona or the bit you're doing, I don't, I don't think that would be a problem on that end. Let me leave you with this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I mean, Jared, you wrote the street joke, so it's mm-hmm. yours, it's yours to tell and you can present it as a street joke if you'd like. And you know what, honestly, even if you presented it almost the exact same way that this guy presented it, but it was your own street joke. I think mm-hmm. that that's actually kind of brilliant because the, the concept is right. It's like, Hey, you know, usually people don't remember the jokes, but here's Here's one that you can definitely do, but I wrote it. Now, as far as other comics doing it on stage, that makes almost no sense to me. But Mm. if, wouldn't it be like almost more of a compliment in the long run, if you like knew that your joke started circulating? Like like in a in a street joke way. I mean, how cool would that be? It'd be like I, yeah. you know, going going viral. Certainly wouldn't be mad at it, you know? Yeah, that'd be kind of I, fun. As I was thinking about it, I was thinking about your story about your dad. And your dad's friend who makes up street jokes and your dad being so blown away by that. And you going, I write real jokes, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, About Norm Macdonald, too, on the roast of uh, was it Bob Saget? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He told all those hacky old uh, like 1940s jokes. Yeah, joke book jokes from the 40s, Mm -hmm. 101 insults. And it was hilarious, just both in and of itself, but also as a commentary on the stupidity of sort of fake roasts like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there's always a way to do it. I, I will say the last time I did a street joke was I had to do a G-rated set for the military. And mm. uh, I, they said G-rated, like I was like, how G-rated? And they were like, you know, really G-rated. Like they, it was very intimidating. And I had to fill out 40 minutes and I did not have 40 minutes of the G-rated that they were asking for. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended on a street joke that took about three minutes to tell. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I will do it again if necessary. That was a that was a desperation holding on to a life raft in the middle of Germany kind of, oh, it was awful. So what? in that situation, I, I uh, it's okay. I think I heard a story about somebody talking about doing cruise ships. And that the right. highest paid cruise ship entertainer for like 10 years in a row was a guy who came on, did like 
you know, three or four jokes about the boat itself and like how shitty it was. And then just had note cards and was like, but here's where we are, guys, the note cards. And then just read street joke after street really? joke after street joke. That's what I heard. I forget where I heard the story from even. I think I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys familiar with Jackie the Joke Man Martling? Mm-mm. Oh, sure. Know the name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Is anybody I'm... who grew up listening to Howard Stern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Vinny, he's an Uncle Vinny's regular bread drop. Yeah. Is he? Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, somehow he's the one comic that I know who's skirted this, and that's his thing. He tells mm-hmm, street jokes mm-hmm. for the whole set. It's weird, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> certain comics get grandfathered in. Like, Don Rickles yeah. is okay if he's racist. You know? Right. <laughs> and that's done, you know? To tell uh, a street joke well is difficult, though. Like mm-hmm. a real street mm-hmm. joke. Like, you did all the voices, Jared. You That was good. That's true. I get a stomachache when I have to tell a street <laughs> joke. You know, they're like, tell me a joke. And I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know if I can remember the order of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I'm going to blow the punchline. It's a lot easier to tell a regular joke on stage. Well, Absolutely. before I started doing stand-up, I, and I'm sure all of us have similar stories, but like I was obsessed with, you know, like stand-up and comedy growing up. And I remember my first job in New York, I was a host at a Pizzeria Uno and we would get bored sometimes. And I just started telling people every street joke I could remember. And I didn't realize this. I had hours just like in yeah. there, you know, and one would remind me of another one. And then people would just come up and I'd be like, what's the this? You know, what do you call it? This and this together, you know, I was just like, I can't believe I have all these just like <laughs> in there, you know, it's bananas. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you that, guys uh, find that you have an incredible memory for like, not just stand up that you watch growing up, but like which special it was and like what part of the special that it took place on where you're like, someone would go, you know, this joke and you go, oh yeah, no, I think that was like, I think it was Chris Rock's second special, like yeah, towards, yeah, yeah, like sure. the last third of the special, right? It's just this weird thing. I imagine like taxi cab drivers are the same way with like road signs. <laughs> like they just have this incredible web of memory when it comes to that sort of thing. They, yeah, you know what? There is. I'm an SAT prep tutor, and there's a specific passage from a specific SAT that is a study about exactly that. It was London cab drivers and their spatial intelligence versus other people's. And they're like, no, 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 it's 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 a little bit thing, but it's a very learned process too. But they're like, oh yeah, they're very very good, and they know. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know where that is. They can just go all around. So the section of my brain for dick jokes is much bigger than <laughs> yeah. <normal. laughs> scientists are going to study his brain after jay dies and they're like look at this frontal (laughs) cortex area that's all dedicated to penis it's unbelievable look a little tiny one for vagina not good on international (laughs) look how dry it is too (laughs) why do they call you dry gray matter (laughs) Uh, well i featured for this guy uh at the comedy cabana First time I featured there, his, his name was Mr. Showtime. And he did about eight minutes of jokes. And a little bit of crowd work was kind of like stock crowd work. And then the rest of the set, he lip sang. And the lights would go off and he'd have glow things on his fingers. And he, would do, and he got a standing ovation every night. Wow. So... <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. somebody who's actually reading jokes off a note card, I'm like, wow, what a, what a craftsman. What an artist. <laughs> Wait, he wrote out note cards? Oh, wow, that's impressive. I would love, in all honesty, for him to go get a, a, a degree and then force everybody to call him Dr. Show. <laughs> nice to really worry. But, uh, this is Comedy Cabana. Where is it? That's South Carolina? Yeah. Where is that? Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Myrtle Beach. So these are all Myrtle Beach tourists going, I ain't never saw nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Did he sell souvenir truck nuts at the end of the show? <laughs> uh, that's good. Here's something to remember the show by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be great if he ended his set with, people come away from a comedy show, they don't remember any of the jokes. Uh, so here's one for you guys. It's just truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's a couple of like Southeastern comedy circuits that will make you want to give up all of not just comedy, but like entertainment and humanity. Uh, <laughs> all, you see some of these people absolutely crushing with like, you know, the other day I was thinking about Ronald Reagan and you're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Mr. Showtime. Uh, I hope he's not watching. No, he doesn't have a computer. What am I? 
<laughs> I should see what the young kids are up to. One of his friends is going to watch this and page him about it. <laughs> <laughs> should we get to the uh, the old Jokeroons? Let's get to these Jokeroons, guys. Uh, if you, if you want to guess the order, sound off now in the chat. Uh, and then Jarrett will tell us the order. And then I'm going to break your hearts because there's no way you're getting this, guys. Not we, we just started doing this. I would love it if our if our attitude towards it was like really antagonistic, like a like a wrestler, <laughs> like a heel, you know, and just like you idiots are never going to guess this yeah. in a million years. <laughs> like a bunch of uh, morons. We got one guess from Steel Mold JBR. Definitely not true because there are four we have people a today. Because we have a guest. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Every one of our fans is a moron. Uh, uh, we got a JRB guess. We got an oh, RBJ. Hey, what about Jay Black? He's got to get in there and yeah, see. Idiots. All of you, you guys morons are wrong. Four guests. Four people in this order. Jesus. And by the way, before you guys get settled on four, let me bring in my special guest, Mr. Showtime. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. We're really up in the energy on the antagonism. RMS. Oh, we got an unsubscribe from Steel Mold. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got Uh, BRJB. That's our first four letter guess. All right, Jared, what's the order? Well, first of all, I just want to say I would love one of those comments to come out and be like, all right, here's the thing I'm working on. It's a new kind of note card that I put my jokes on. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> Our you order this- light, you can start lip syncing. You guys tell me what you think of which song choice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's a five by seven. Our order this week is... Oh, my is glowy enough? <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Red instead of green. Uh, <laughs> our order this week is Jarrett, Brett, J. Rob. Jarrett, Brett, J. Rob. Jarrett, Brett, J. Rob. That's For just a quick moment, week. I was like, you forgot our guest's name. And then I realized <laughs> his name is a letter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for my bit today? Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Okay. Uh, this is a joke about weed, guys. One of the effects of using marijuana is that it stretches out time when you're high. Five minutes can feel like 30 minutes. And I didn't like getting high when I was younger because I was always trying to race to the future. I hated feeling it was taking longer to get to the next minute. But when you're old, every next minute is potentially the minute you die because you're (laughs) old. So you want to stretch out your time for as long as humanly possible. And for me, I like to get so high that if I were to die in the next minute, it would still feel like I lived for a whole month. I like to get so high that when I go to the movies, every trailer is a separate movie. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the line that I wrote this whole bit around. So what do you guys think? Um, I think it's very funny. I would like for you to get super high and somebody be like, Jared, you go, what are you what are you doing? And you're just high out of your mind. You're like, I'm living forever. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the beginning is a little too sincere but i feel like that's the problem with a lot of my jokes so uh, i like i like the idea of other drugs too because you could be like with weed it's like you extend time but then sometimes i drink alcohol and i lose time mm-hmm. then yeah. i take acid and i am time <laughs> i had two thoughts one uh you going back to dry beard you could do a joke about you know uh and when my wife complains or my girlfriend complains about how long they take i say why don't you just try getting high because then it will last forever <laughs> <laughs> and then, if uh, cool. you could use it as a saver later on as a callback, if uh, something doesn't a go flavor well, saver. yeah, <laughs> if you're sitting there and it's uh, like a joke bombs, you could just go, feels like I just smoked a lot of weed because that moment, <laughs> am I high right now? <laughs> yeah, because that felt like an hour and a half, guys. Mm-hmm. I will say that to me, this joke feels a little like something that I hate about comics that do jokes about weed is there's kind of like a an unearned celebration of weed, you know, where mm-hmm. they just get on stage and they're like, guys, I love getting high. And everyone's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so I would love it if I don't know if there's a way to get a little more substance in this joke besides what I think are just kind of like cute ideas you know I, there, there might be a way to do it just because i think it's a little top heavy where you say like one of the things i love about getting high is that it takes a long time blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i think maybe if you cut that off and you just jump into like uh when i was little i was always trying to get to the future but now that mm-hmm. i'm older like cut the weed out of the beginning oh like start with the uh, when I was little, I always want to get the future. But now that I'm older, any minute I could I could die, which is why I smoke a lot of yeah. weed. Because mm-hmm. when you smoke a lot of weed, every minute feels like forever. And then just do the bit as is. And you're cutting out the artificial applause at the very beginning on weed and getting into this sort of philosophical meat of the matter. 
I love that. I think that's great. The, the entire thing that I liked was that I, you know, got super high one day, went to the movies and, you know, in the as a trailer was ending, I was like, I can't believe that that was just a trailer. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe it. There's, I was so in it, you know, and it really felt like it was in, in you know, like long and intense. And I'm wondering if there's more meat there even, you know, like, like 100%. Mm-hmm. We can keep going. How come all these movies keep ending on cliffhangers? <laughs> <laughs> like they don't I love end that. the movie's supposed to end. It's like they keep I gotta what I gotta see more something yeah. like that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, well, the way the... that they tell movie trailers now, you would never feel that way. You would be like, I saw the whole movie. Good. Yeah. Great. That's my experience every time I go to a movie theater now. I'm like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> when, when the preview that movie out of order. <laughs> <laughs> jumped all over the place. When the preview ends, you turn to your fiance. And you're like, we gotta see the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, how maybe like taking the the track of like, I gotta detective my way out of this and try to figure out if it was a whole movie. It's just like, I don't know. They usually don't so show a whole bunch of movies back to back. Then again, I did finish a whole thing of popcorn, so that might have been a whole movie. Uh, that's really good. must be a quadruple feature. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way movies used to be. I get two full movies and a Nickelodeon. <laughs> Great. When you uh, stick around for the after credits uh, Marvel scene, you're always like, it's so cool they put two Marvel movies in there. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part of the, I love this movie credits. I liked the words movie. Do more words movie. I think it's nice that Marvel listed all the people on their Patreon before they put the second Mm -hmm. movie up. (laughs) Anything else for this bit, y'all? Uh, I wanted to just uh, point out like a great structure thing that that Jay kind of mentioned there, because sometimes what you can do is you can sort of start with the audience where something that they're familiar with and then kind of go into your own world to be like, here's something that we're all familiar with, but here's something, here's a related thing that you haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with Jay that like, if the topic is a little too trodden, then it it almost feels meh to start off with that because then everyone's like got preconceived notions as to what that bit might be about or where it's headed. But if you start with your internal thought, the thought that they probably haven't had, and then you ground it by bringing it back to something that they are familiar with, then you're like, oh, okay, great. And you, you're sort of uh, you're switching that order around. And I just, I generally like that, that better where it's like, here's something that I'm thinking that you guys have no idea about. And they're like, huh? And then when you <laughs> bring it back, they go, oh yeah, that's true. I do agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, that's just the rabbit fun... of the hat part of it. Yeah. All right. I don't mind keeping it quick. If you are all tapped for this bit, y'all, anything else? Gilmold says, is it Inception where if you smoke more weed, you stretch time more and more? Um, yes. And... It's love. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> the, the, the Grim Reaper says... is like, it's weed, no, Murph. It's well, weed. Weed is what connects us all. <laughs> Your token is just a a bowl that you're spinning. (laughs) That that could be funny. If the more you smoke, the the more time stretches out. Maybe heaven is just infinite weed. Mm. uh, Where you're there forever. And you're just kind of floating in a happy space. That that. ding was my light bulb going off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everybody for the notes on this bit. Very much appreciate it. Next up we got Upper Truck. All right. Um, here is uh, an addition to an old joke I have about going on a commercial a commercial audition for BJ's Wholesale. So I, I have this joke. I see somebody who looks like me on the elevator. I'm like, BJ's? And he's like, excuse me? So that's that's a joke. But afterwards, uh, this is the follow-up that I, I just tried out, did pretty, pretty well. I want to clarify that uh, I was on a television commercial audition. And the reason I want to clarify is because somebody came up to me after show and they said, hey, man, so did you end up getting your commercial vehicle license? And I was like, I don't think they give those out via audition. I wish they did. It'd be great. You know, like, oh, you're an excellent driver, but I'm afraid you look nothing like your headshots. So we're going to give your license to Zendaya. <laughs> Brad, I like the idea of what an audition for a trucker's license would look like. Like, yeah. uh, can you put on this hat and be racist? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's funny. <laughs> Could you say D's nuts again? <laughs> your uh, scene partner is just a little kid going like this. <laughs> <laughs> your scene partner is those, uh, yeah, those truck nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is great. Yeah, a little bit on the wording. I'm going to get, because you said license twice. 
I would, if there's another way I could, like, like as if we're going to give this tractor or something, <laughs> or no, nah, we're going to let Zendaya drive this tractor, or we're going to let something, something, something. Mm, I don't know, like right, something right. to the effect of where now we get a little more into the specifics of, of what this commercial vehicle happens to be, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Zendaya is going to be hauling gasoline from Oklahoma to uh, Mississippi. Something like that. Then uh, Zendaya has to get these boiled nuts to uh, Georgia immediately. <laughs> you know, what I think about this Zendaya bit. I love the Zendaya part of it because it's it's a funny name to say, but like I kind of like the idea of who would be a type that you'd be going up against that you could get like another joke in there, uh, like about yourself. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, who do you look like that you oh, might- Oh, me personally. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, you know, like, uh, we we like your look, but we're going for more of a, you know, whatever kind of thing. You know, like- uh, uh, I've been told Toby Maguire. No, we're looking for more of a less bloated Toby Maguire. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like something like that, or like uh, looking for- um, you know what I mean? Like just something where he could play off of you and do a little bit more about you as an actor instead of Zendaya or, you know, we're going in, a, in another direction, something like that. This is something you can incorporate? A callback. What's that? A callback oh, for your oh. commercial <clears throat> driver's license audition. Not not a callback for a oh. joke, like a callback, like a second audition. <laughs> that callback. genuinely confused me. It's too yeah. early for me. Um, <laughs> I realized. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny for you to like just sit there and pretend like you're driving a truck, like mm-hmm. Donald Trump like all right show me what you got like you get like a fake hitchhiker all right now ask this hitchhiker for a bj or you're not (laughs) did someone really come up to you after a show and ask that no but i i've always felt in doing that joke that there's a weird i don't know i just i've always been like it feels like a an end that's not tied up that i'm specifically it's like a joke i do in the top my set often and uh so i'm saying i went on a commercial audition and it's just like i I guess i hear the word commercial in so many different fashions yeah and uh so it's just like it was just a an extra line to add in really something that kind of uh, nagged at me every time i said it we're to a lot of different uh things being done by audition you know like they don't do they don't give cdls out by audition but like what other things like Mm. oh that's a fun avenue to go yeah, I'd like to audition for my doctorate of chemistry, please. It's like, here, put on the slot <laughs> coat and look serious. Yeah. Maybe this is the reason why people trust TV doctors so much is they cut, because they think that's how doctors <laughs> get made regardless. You know? yeah. yeah. I actually had that thought one time. Uh, I was like getting on a plane and I saw the pilot and he just looked too young and too weird. It was, it was something really strange about it because I'm used to seeing some dude who looks like he's in his 50s. And I'm like, <laughs> pilot, great. But then when this guy looked like he was like 28, I was like, uh, wait a minute. Did, does he know that he should have been cast in this? Like, what is he coming out for? So I love the idea of you having an expectation of what someone should look like just based on what we're used to seeing from, like, central casting. Well, I literally thought, like, in the realm of, like, casting, where I was just mm. like... I was like, who's the casting director? I would never buy this guy as a pilot. Like, that's so, that's just bad casting. I'm like, no, Rob, he's a real pilot. It has nothing to do with how he looks. It is just has to do with, did he go to pilot school? God's casting director. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I owed a favor to his uncle. That's why. (laughs) So he wasn't perfect for it. He and I were uh, watching It Chapter 2 right after watching a show called Sharp Objects. And it has the same young redheaded girl in it. And then the older version of her who grows up in sharp objects to be Amy Adams. So then we watched it chapter two and she grew up to be a different actor. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so wrong. funny. <laughs> I was like, you're Amy Adams when you grow up. <laughs> you're not whatever. It's Jessica Chastain. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the movie Geostorm and Gerard Butler plays this guy whose brother looks they're They're actually pretty close to the age, but it looks like it could be his son. But at the very beginning of the movie, Gerard Butler hits him. He's like, you got to help me out with this one, brother. And I started laughing in the theater because I was like, brother, no. no <laughs> Absolutely not. I think you meant son or grandson. Because... Back when we were in high school in the late 90s together. <laughs> there, my, my roommates and I were joking about how like they just keep on fucking with this original Star Wars movies to like make it more in line with 
whatever bullshit they're coming out with now. So mm-hmm. whether it's putting Hayden Christensen in for, you know, the younger version of Anakin. And then the more recent one that I discovered or heard about was like, they took, <laughs> this is just such a weird, the Mandal, I'm not the Mandalorian, uh, the Boba Fett show, which I'm just not enjoying at all. It's just so weird for my brain to be like, you really needed to cast the guy who played Jango Fett, not even Boba Fett, but the guy who was modeled after what the clones make, mm-hmm. who, who is then becomes Boba Fett and 20 years older and fatter than, than what Boba Fett definitely looked like before. I, none of this makes any sense to me, right? And I was like, but then they even went so far as to dub over Boba Fett's like two lines in, <laughs> in the original films so that that actor would have voiced those lines. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we? And so then we were joking that we're going <laughs> to... That you're gonna watch the original Star Wars and Alden Ehrenreich, the guy who plays Solo, is just gonna replace <laughs> Harrison Ford. And be like, no, because that's what he looks like when he's young. Because that's what he, Han Solo is. So it's gonna go smoothly into Solo, a Star Wars movie. That Boba Fett movie, the TV show, I I, I love the fight scenes with sixty year old actor from Boba Fett. It feels mm-hmm. very late. Even Seagal, yeah. <laughs> tapping people—they're falling over. You know, it's like <laughs> I am not precious about this stuff at all. Like, if you want to cast uh, this kind of person for that role that's already been established, I'm completely fine with it. But for some reason, the Bubba Fett thing really gets under my skin. A character who said like four lines in the entire original series. And then I heard this guy with his... He's, new, he's a Kiwi. So he's New, a Zealand. New Zealand accent. And I'm just like, this is so not what he sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> it's really got out of his... I have no idea where this came from. I don't care That's about really Boba funny. Fett. It's just like such an unforced things. error. You know? I really want an Ewok spinoff where they have to retroactively change all the Ewoks because now they've cast a famous young handsome actor to play a young Ewok or something. All the Ewoks have very hard Boston accents. They have to go back and redo Jedi. Why do we cast Mark Wahlberg as an Ewok? Shit, you're Princess Leia. (laughs) You gotta go back to my village. (laughs) Timothy Chalamet, they're like, ah, we gotta make Timothy Chalamet Ewoks now. We're all Timothy Chalamet. This guy's in everything. I had the double sided feature of the Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor, the terrible Ewoks oh movies on DVD. It was a double sided. And uh, I remember putting on subtitles, subtitles and laughing so hard because a lot of the stuff they'll like write out what the e- the Ewoks are saying. It'll say like Gunda, Gunda. But a lot of times it just says Ewokies. <laughs> In brackets. <laughs> that, that's a closed captioner who did not want to spend the rest of the afternoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? No one's gonna, no one's gonna buy this on DVD. <laughs> no one. I'm just gonna write Ewokies and go from hey, there. Cash your paycheck and do the director's commentary. All right. I want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Dude, kid, we gotta fight the empire. <laughs> I fucking hate the empire, man. Kid. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the notes, guys. Uh, I think they give me some good avenues to work on. Um, appreciate it. All right. What's up next, Jared? Who we got? Next up, we got Jay Black. But before we get to Jay, just want to remind everybody that we got the hottest Patreon in town. Lots of awesome, <laughs> dope, extra content. Patreon.com slash ITA pod. A lot of great tiers up there. We got all the live shows on there. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash ITA pod. Join for as little as a dollar a month. And next up, we got a Jay Black. By the way, on that Patreon, I do the entirety of Caravan of Courage as a terrible Mark Wahlberg. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, well worth it. Uh, so this is a bit that I've done twice on stage and uh, I'm still trying to work out the mechanics of. It's essentially about teeth and how terrible the design of teeth are. And the premise is God explaining to the angels his, his new uh, invention, humans, and how the teeth are going to work. And it's uh, on the lines of like, all right, you know, the, you know, the new thing I invented, humans, I figured out the whole way the teeth are going to work. They're going to be born without them. And it's like, oh, great. So they don't do anything. Oh, no, no, no. They chew. They just come in later. 
painlessly. Oh, oh. <laughs> it pushes through the, the sharp teeth, push through their, their little baby flesh for months on end and they cry and it's painful. It's awful. And what it's done. It's done then. Right? No. Then six to seven years later, all those teeth fall out and new teeth come in. Well, like over the course of a night, no, over the course of several years. Well, then it's all done. Right? No, 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 no. Then like when they're 18, Four new teeth come in. Well, you've left room in there for those four teeth, right? God, oh, no, 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 no. They come in all sorts of messed up, and it's extremely painful for them. Uh, anyhow, that's the, the thrust of the joke. It's that I want to keep hitting that, oh, no, like, yeah. no, uh, again and again. Like, I think that's like the, the thrust of it. Uh, I've, I've had a couple of other thoughts about, like, um, you know, they're going to come in all crooked, so we're going to need braces to fix them. But essentially, it's just how terribly teeth are designed. And if anybody was behind that, they're a moron. And I have some other like evolutionary stuff that goes with it. But that's the, the crux of the joke. Okay, great. Then to stick along with this process, it's like, this is the only thing that grows and then grows again. And then there's four more that grow again at the end there. But then what's wild is that unlike all the other stuff on our bodies, if you lose one, oh, now you're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait, so more grow back still. No, no. <laughs> you lose that one. You had to, you, they, that is over. <laughs> no uh, more teeth. Same idea as Rob, but when you get to the part where you're like, and then six, six, seven years later, they all fall out. The ages can be like, oh, so it's like a cycle. Like every six years you get new teeth. No. <laughs> you get the two and that's it I, uh, by the way speaking around what you're saying about the no other body parts to that i just got this image of like we're all born with like tiny hands that fall off <laughs> when new hands come in yeah <laughs> that, that was the other thing i was going to mention i wrote down adult dick was the, my note <laughs> when's my adult dick gonna come in like no it's never coming in buddy <laughs> i like that adult dick <laughs> It makes sense that God didn't do that, though, because then there'd have to be so many other, you know, like types of fairy, because we already have a tooth fairy. We'd have to have the finger fairy, the leg fairy, the toe fairy, the ear fairy. The the dick fairy is just the fairy, actually. <laughs> oh, no. It's in the West Village. <laughs> they refer to themselves as fairies. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. What, yeah, what is wrong with word. you guys? It's this is crazy. Word. Read Jay Black's fucking script. I bet you fairies all over that goddamn script. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's hilarious and it can't be aired. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to write a Tumblr about this. We're going to do something about like, and uh, you don't have to take care of them, right? Oh, no. You have to take care of them every day. No, <laughs> it's searing pain until they fall out. You use them for food and then the food rots them away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are all just one skittle away from extreme yeah. pain. Uh, my friend in high school who was very skeptical, critical thinker was asking his dentist too many questions. I remember him telling me he was like, eventually I was like, okay, so what did hunter gatherers do like about cavities and stuff? And he was like, they died at 28 from infection. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> he like pushed it too far. That's really funny. Uh, yeah. I love the concept of like, oh, so they're strong. Like, yes, but also very, <laughs> or, you know, very susceptible. Yeah. Just the idea that you're like, yeah, strong. Their vulnerable. whole job is to touch the thing, the only thing that can destroy it. Right. You know, it's like if yeah, Superman's job was like crumbling up kryptonite. You know, <laughs> I like that. No, he's worked down at the kryptonite factory. But can't you get a different job? I like the idea that you are not born with them and that they have to grow in. There's just like a fun concept of that where I want to think of other things that have to grow, things that you're not born with, even if it's just a side joke. It's just like, no, 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 you're not born with it. It, it comes with time, like like crippling self-doubt or, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you're not, this isn't a natural born thing, right? Right, no, I like that. Yeah, the, the specifically about the tea thing, just as an aside, just in general, like they grow in, but they grow in through the gums. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Like why, why design it that way? But where else would they come in from? Well, like, why not have holes in the gum? <laughs> that the fact that they have to push mm. through the fleshy part of the gum and yeah. it has to hurt the whole time. It's the dumbest shit. It drives me. Well, I've had three kids. I don't know if you guys have kids. My wife had to get up so much while they were teething. It was such a pain in the yeah, ass. I, I think actually if you can time. throw that in there, the, the, the pain and torture of your children, I think that actually will inform the joke a little bit more for me. Like you 
being more amped up about how stupid this is and right. making God into a buffoon. I think if that's informed by watching your child in actual pain, which a lot of people will be able to relate to, sure. um, yeah, okay. I think that, that that will, that will help me a little bit in the bit, get on your side of how dumb it is. And then I'm, then I'm a little bit more on, on with the rant. Mm. All right, that might be a good opening to see, like, you know, you don't realize how badly the human body is designed to watch your kids go through teething. Mm, yes. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Perfect. I like to like you looking at your baby's big, beautiful eyes, like, perfectly exactly as they're meant to be you know they're not going to grow any large they are just there and then i'm looking at these chiclet ass stupid baby teeth that could not even saw through a carrot i'm like what is this you know i i, I was just thinking uh before their teeth come in and then you look at their empty little face asshole yeah, because <laughs> everything else about a baby is just like, oh, but nose, look at your ears and your eyes. What is with your fucking mouth, your hole in your face? What is this? I can't do anything with this. I'm supposed to feed you vegetables, but like you can't eat them. Oh, here's the you're running this joke idea by your wife and you're like, why can't they just be born with teeth? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah i think it's a it's a it's a great through line i don't know if you you, you could go a anti-creationist uh route if you want to make god more of a buffoon about how idiotic it is um right kind well, of I mean, set up for that the whole thrust of it is either god didn't design us himself or he's bad at it you know there's the only right. two ways you can go uh and I think you could end something on like, well, you know, the angel's going, why would you do this? And he just goes, hey, I work in mysterious ways. You just got to wait. I got a plan. This is uh, um, a landmine of an idea here. It's completely contrary to what you've got already. But I was thinking about it because I was like, yeah, why are all of these issues like still a thing, you know? And it, it struck me that we're just sort of like in a really awkward phase of evolution where the things that we had when we were animals are kind of like being phased out, but our our culture and our lives are going so fast that our our, our bodily evolution is kind of taking a hard time catching up to that. And so, yeah, I, yeah that's just like an idea. I don't know where, what, what does that face <laughs> I don't know if you did that intentionally or not, but it's got like this whole looks could kill from you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking idiot. I'm sorry, but my bit was, I thought Brett was talking. So I went, Brett? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> All I heard was the was the disgust afterwards. You know? Sorry. Ah. One episode, I'm not talking tons of evolution and everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's a, obviously like a huge idea that, I don't know, it's just for the brain, you know, <clears throat> maybe it will kick around in there and uh, and could be incorporated at some point. I was thinking, Jay, is what if, what if there's a different premise? It's not that God is just like full forward, like, yeah, this is why, like, what if there's like a justification as to why the, they're so weird? Like it, it was time for his meeting with the angels and they're like, so you got the teeth design, right? The food design thing ready? And he's like, right. Yeah, 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 it's right here. And they're like, okay, so what's the first part? He's like, uh, uh, they don't have them at first. And then, uh, okay, all right. And maybe that that would uh, make the, 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 the weird design make a, a little more sense. I like that. I always like the idea of a boardroom where he's got like a, you know, a presentation going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just winging it. What are you being lobbied by the tooth industry? And that's the reason why we have wisdom teeth is they're like, you have to fit four more in. I'm sorry, for our bottom line, <laughs> you have to fit in four more. Uh, yeah, there is something. I mean, it, it it would detract from the whole, well, maybe it doesn't have to, but I do like the idea of teeth made by committee where it's like we were just trying to get every all the pork into this one bill. <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay, we'll do no teeth and we'll do a full set of teeth, but we're also going to do a second set of teeth and we'll do the last four at the end for for Senator <laughs> Mansion here. We've got to get our dental floss friends a little, uh, their feet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're putting spaces in between the teeth because of the <clears throat> dental floss industry. Yeah. Oh, and the no teeth again at the end of life? Okay, got it. Fine, but yeah. Got <laughs> the last little addendum. I got one edit for your joke, Rob, about the uh, the wisdom teeth being Mansion. That's a, that's a full-on cinema move. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Anything else for this bit, y'all? I don't know. Mm. I'm tired. Uh, great bit, Jay. <laughs> Thanks mm -hmm. for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. This is all, all good stuff, guys. Thank you. All right. And next up. You mean you mean our headliner, Brett Drag? Woo! 
<laughs> the one. You, know, you may have seen him on Is This Anything on Access is Live at Gotham. Please give it up for the man with the elbows and the fingers, <laughs> Rob Ryan. This is great. Thank you, guys. I've got a, an idea. It's not so jokey just yet, but this is a fun fact that I've learned um, that humans crochet things but machines actually cannot crochet which is really interesting so if you ever see like a crochet bag or a crochet sweater that is definitely not done by a machine so if you ever go to like a target and there's like a twenty dollar or thirty dollar like crochet thing that's some human rights violation has occurred there <laughs> at some point along the way because that that's just a fact. Uh, you cannot make the stick. And I was blown away by this. And, and you know me, I did not just accept it at, you know, at first blush. And I was looking up all these YouTube videos. And sure enough, it was definitely confirmed that machines can do like one maybe type of stitch but not even close to the kind of stuff that you would need to do to make anything, even a sock you couldn't make with a machine. So anything that's crocheted is all handmade, which is kind of nice to know whenever you're buying one. But also if you want to be like good to the people on this planet, probably like go ahead and like pay with the price that it should be paid and buy from people, whatever. That's just a, a thing that I learned. But then I was trying to think about this and I go, well, you know what? That's true. When I watched The Matrix, there was no... Uh, <laughs> No crochet sweaters, <laughs> no crochet. Yeah. So in Terminator Two, when the machines took over, it's like, yeah, okay, you took over humanity, but guess who doesn't have cute hats? You guys. <laughs> All the machines are like, <laughs> they don't have cute little scarvies. All their robot grandmothers are like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we don't know what to do. We shouldn't have. And then I was thinking, in the Matrix, they were probably like, battery, battery, battery. You crochet, battery, battery. <laughs> Like That's the that. reason why they let Jada Pickett Smith's character live for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and the machines okay. like this come. So. In the in the new movie, some of the machines become friends with the humans. Spoilers. Mm. And I just liked imagining like the little robot and then he's got like a cute knit cap. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> He's a good one. He's a good one. <laughs> That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> That's our okay. caps to wear. I, I picture like it's the machine equivalent of getting your uh, your hair braided when you go down to Jamaica. You're in a knit hat and like all the other computers are like, oh, dude, come on. It's like, no, I just like their culture. I, I like their hat. I went down. Oh, 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 he goes to Zion once. And now. <laughs> and now all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, but what we did to the humans was terrible, guys. It really was. No, well, uh, yes, yes. Look, I agree. I totally agree. But I you like the way it looks. Every, you have to bring this up every robot Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dad, you're not supposed to wear that. What? I like the way that this scarf looks on me. I like it. God, that's just, well, it's bad enough. We made them into batteries. Now you got to wear their clothes. I love this idea, though, that robots can't knit. They can't. Like, they all can't the computing power that's gone into, like, playing chess. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, no, they can't. I want to see, you know, how they'll have like, you know, games with between the robot and like Kasparov and, you know, Bobby Fischer and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and then there's just like a robot next to a grandma. <laughs> fucking house, <laughs> fucking yep. dominated. Uh, there should be some captures that instead of is this uh, point out the traffic signs. It's just a picture of crocheting. It says, "Can you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> you can't sign up unless you uh, make socks. <laughs> so weird though that they can't uh, do that they can't crochet yeah i mean you, relax jared you can't crochet <laughs> <laughs> say it like it's so easy <laughs> that's ridiculous brett what are you trying to say here's a question is it because robots like they never bothered to try to learn like teach <laughs> that's funny <robots>? too <laughs> i was wondering if there was like yeah just a lack of will but right. it, but apparently that it i mean as far as the internet is concerned it is just at the moment just 
far too complicated. I mean, maybe that some amazing master designer could engineer could come up with something that goes, yeah, I guess we can kind of make it that. But it's just so f- wildly impractical at the moment to be like, mm-hmm. just, there's so much going on to actually do it with all the different stitches. Like, we're going to teach him how to do that. This uh, whole thing feels like a underseen Hulu documentary, like the quest for the knit. <laughs> You know, the sweater, where it's just like a bunch of computer scientists, you know, in a place in Anchorage trying to build a computer to do this. Crochet.com. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, an image in my head of a future where there is all the machines have all taken over. Humans are dead. And uh, there is one rebellious teen robot that doesn't believe the the gospel that it's been told about their its existence and it goes to the master you know mother of machines and it, and it goes i am the great mother i know all and there isn't oh you know everything then what's this and the machine is just like witch you're a witch <laughs> <laughs> It makes me think of Planet of the Apes where they go to the neutral zone and a Statue of Liberty, but she's wearing a sweater. <laughs> I love the idea, Brett, of the capture thing. That that resonated with me. So, like, thinking of if I'm in, like, uh, Blade Runner 2049 or something or whatever the movie's called. And, like, yeah, there's, like, checkpoints where someone has to do a granny stitch and they're just, like, you know, <laughs> do a granny stripe. You know, I'm trying to look up other stitches. Do, do a star weeks. stitch. Do a puff stitch. And you're like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what were those things called? Like, variants or incombinants? Or there's, there's something named for, for the uh, replicants. Ro- replicants. Right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Replicants. Yeah, I keep going the sci-fi movie route is, is funny for me. Just Johnny Five from Short Circuit is Johnny Five is alive, and he holds up Betty's crochet. They're like, "Oh my God, we can't, we can't put him down now." That's the real Turing test. Also, mm-hmm. like the idea that there's a bunch of robots watching a human hold up crochet, and to them, he's like a magician. I wonder if there's, is there things, you know, that we as humans can't do that we marvel at other species or whatever being? We can't. um, I mean, there's so much, like, we we can't see so much of the electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah, there's that. You ever thrown a ball to a seal and they keep on passing it on their nose? We can't do that. No. Uh, Speak for yourself, dude. Throw me a ball. Watch can't what do happens. Photosynthesis. That's true. Photosynthesis. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do photosynthesis. I love that. That's so funny. That mm-hmm. conjures up so many funny images. It's too bad that we're doing it last because I'm sure Leedy would have no. a ton of drawings mm-hmm. for us. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, Leedy, short circuit? What a pull. Wow. <laughs> Never would have guessed in a million years. I showed that movie to Kirsten for the first time a couple years ago. I you love know? short circuit. It's one of That's my favorites. It made movie. me really sad about the dude actually being spray painted brown and it's oh it's short circuit too yeah oh, oh he, and he's in one as well one? No, yeah. no he's in both you're right you're right what's weird about that movie also is that they have this weird like flirty relationship the robot and stephanie where he yeah. walks uh, in on her in the bathroom and he goes stephanie nice software <laughs> <laughs> and then they your hardware you have like a wait he says software but that would you be know. her hardware it would be her heart yeah yes rob <laughs> i'm just saying if he's a computer you should fucking know <laughs> that's how you can tell he's a human is because he, he makes one fucking mistake rob <laughs> then they have a dance where they dance to more than a woman you know and he's singing more than a, more than a woman you are more than a woman to me it's weird there's a whole string of like weird sexual relationships in mid 80s family movies because if you remember howard the duck and mm. uh, you know, the, the girl there like there was a, a ton of sexual uh, attention between the two of them so yeah i, I remember seeing that as a kid and being like i think i'm disturbed by this <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was gonna be a talking duck and i don't know what's happening anybody else really turned on right now <laughs> <laughs> not here to kink shame. Love is love, man. Love is love. All right. Anything else for this bit, y'all? Please think of something else. Mm. When I watched, I did like is... the throwaway to. So if you see something crocheted in a store, that's definitely a human rights violation or exploited mm. labor or something and like I, that. And I liked it after you said, "Fun fact." <laughs> <laughs> can't teach a robot how to do this but you certainly can teach a six-year-old indonesian child how to do it <laughs> well that's how i know that six-year-old indonesians are, are not robots 
maybe we're just trying to, to to find out. Maybe they got a big robot problem over there. Maybe, maybe that's how the Chinese government justifies it. We need to know if they're robots. this, <laughs> but this could be an army of robot children for all we know. Yes, know it. It's you got almost, the Red Cross bursting into a door, be like, ah, we got another room of 100 not robots. Let's go. <laughs> we, don't want to be, we don't want to see you abusing any AIs. The children are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this might be funny to incorporate the idea that robots can't crochet because only grandmothers can't? Like, no... Nobody else can besides grandmas, you know? Oh, that's funny. Like maybe that's <laughs> where your brain goes when you hear first hear that fun fact, you know, and then you learn that it's a problem that, you know, that children can crochet because Indonesia. Or maybe uh, you have to wait. We have to wait for the robots to turn 68 before they can start learning how to crochet. <laughs> like it just, it happens when you turn 68, like all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're like, hey, you know what, hand me that uh, yarn. I'm going to make a sweater. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Rob, y'all? No, but great joke. Fun, fun bit. I love to love to see you flush that out. What I'm realizing about us as creatives is that if we ever need juice, all we have to do is somehow connect whatever bit we're talking to to a rope to a movie where robots take over the world. Because we <laughs> love it. We love it. It's in we our do. bones. We go on for hours <laughs> when we have that. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you were Thank awesome, you. man. We'll love to have you back sometime. Uh, where can people find you? The only place to look for me is Twitter. I'm on no other social media i i don't do visuals so don't look for me on instagram jay black is funny on twitter please follow me so that i can be happy for a little bit <laughs> jay is hilarious on twitter i highly recommend ditto ditto that second that all right uh, well if that's it for the bit make me co-host then somebody co-host Leedy. It's time to co-host co Leedy. It's time that we co-host Leedy. This is the part of the show where we co-host Leedy. First up, I have. I swallowed myself. <laughs> oh God! This makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> That is nightmarish. That is really oh, terrible. No. At, the at the request of our listeners, I'm going to start now explaining what is happening in the drawings and what a what a one to start. I'm now deep throating my own leg in this animation from Leedy. I don't even remember uh, what this is a reference to. Uh, I said to. I swaddled myself. Oh right, yeah. And Jay thought been, I said I swallowed myself. Oh my god, that must have been nightmare. horrible for you, Jared, to not remember. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my gosh. You're gonna have to draw another one of me rock hard right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing great. He's, work, he's working the shaft and <laughs> all right. Next I have the anatomy mm -hmm. of J Black's brain. <laughs> Penis right, jokes. Ideas. jokes. <laughs> and then dry, 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 dry. It's a picture of Jay Black's inner thoughts and it says penis jokes, dry, dry, vagina jokes. Uh, uh, lifetime. lifetime movie ideas. Lifetime movie ideas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I have Mom, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little girl who's missing. She's holding up her other small baby lip. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put it under a pillow. Oh, Jay, something you could throw in for uh, for when the, the, the angels are talking to God about the baby teeth. And now it goes on for so long. And just like, and we're always going to time it right around picture day at the kid's school. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, then I have the dick fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I could explain the dick fairy, but you know what we're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like the bag of dicks. That's what Thank you. Thank you so much. I like how lovingly, you know, it's like, it's truly like, this is my gift to the world. <laughs> gives off this dick. She's very nurturing, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, then I've got, I'm, <laughs> I'm so cold. <laughs> uh, I got a little bit segue look. Uh, then I have, Wait. Don't take the boobs away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Bill Murray from uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, we got great. a wonderful animation of Bill Murray crawling <laughs> <laughs> desperately for uh, his for for the, the lack of boobs. It's lovely. And last but not least, I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> it's Happy so robot. cute. Thank With you. A and a hat and their niche. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's so beautiful. And that's it for me. Please, Corbin. Where can Where they can find you, Lady? You can find me on all the socials under my name, Lady Corbin. You can find me 
where else? Oh, follow me on Patreon. Join my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lady Corbin. Another person who cannot be replaced by robots. Lady Corbin, please follow her. <laughs> Guys, I got some good stuff for next week's catch-up. Ooh. Okay. Future catch-up? <laughs> next catch up. Tune in next week on The Catch-Up. Thanks Thank for watching, for everybody. Outro goes here. Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved, like an episode, share, comment, subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash ITAPod. We have a ton of awesome, exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.